It's Tuesday, October 24th, 2017. This is the Kaido Cast, and I'm Zach Thomas. I'm Carbo Loaded Dave. Carbo Loaded Dave? Why is that? I've had many carbs. Many carbs. I didn't have a chance to eat tonight. We're having a special nighttime recording uh, right around dinner time. And so I just shoved a bunch of pita chips into my mouth, and then Mm. Taskmaster Zach was like, spit them out, we're recording. Yes. And I said, but sir, I have not even had a chance to eat yet. And he slapped yeah, and me I, across I, the face. No, and then I, I reached my hand into your mouth and scraped him out with my dirty, dirty hands. Yeah. <laughs> and you put him on a dirty plate and you said, you can have it when you're done. Yeah. And then you and spit on the, the plate. Fridge. Then you turned it upside down and put it on the floor. Mmm. So lick him up later. It's abusive conditions here at Kaido HQ. Kaido HQ, yes. Um, are carbs bad for you? Do you think so? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the general consensus is that, like, bread is not actually good for humans to eat. But, like, thousands of years of us doing it and, like, it not really being (laughs) demonstrably harmful has Uh made it a huge part of our culture. Yes. Um, and obviously if you're someone who, like, has nothing to eat, then... I would say it goes the other way, where it does become good for you, because it keeps you from dying. Yes. But I think as part of a healthy diet, like, I think, you know how the food pyramid back in the day, I don't know, maybe it's changed when you were uh, in school. But uh, when I was me. when I was young, uh, the food pyramid had all the grains on the bottom, um, and it was like, you need to eat grains, like, that's the thing you should have the most of every day, which is ludicrous mm-hmm. to say, like, that's the thing that you should be eating the most of every day. It was like, I think the idea was you should have, like, eight to 12 servings of grains every day um <laughs> i know it's like okay what well, you can't even think of how much stuff that is it's like a porridge in the morning and then a sandwich and then i don't know yeah. like brie and baguettes for a midday snack and then a yeah. coffee cake like i'm only at four like how much <laughs> yeah. bread am i supposed to eat oh wow um i don't know i think that still holds true okay I st- I think that like grains and and carbs and stuff are still considered to be like the base of your diet. Why? It's not good um, for you. No. It's like no, all it's, it's all sugars and glucose and uh starch and like mm-hmm. none of these things are like they give you energy but you can get that stuff from food that won't like I don't know just sit in your fat cells and give you diabetes. Yeah, like Red Bull. Like Red Bull. <laughs> Like B12. A full, We've all learned yeah. that B12 is great. A you just full keep five hour energy diet. Yeah. Five hour energy keeps the doctors away, as they as they say. I don't know. I've okay, yeah. hang on. Still on carbs. Um carb loading's a thing though. Like we used to carb load for like football games. Right. Like so so theoretically, like you do get I don't I feel like it's just fuel. Like it's just like wood for the fire. Like, sure, not if you're like great burning to it, like, like overload, but regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if for sure, if you are someone who is a professional athlete or bodybuilder uh-huh. or otherwise are doing like hours of physical activity every day, then you need yeah. more energy. Yeah, but the average say, American sits down all day and does not need. Michael to. Phelps eats something like crazy, like like 10 pounds of spaghetti or something 
No, yeah, he has like 12,000 calories a day or something. 12 to 20,000. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a number that's ludicrous. That's insane. It's like six people's worth that. of uh, daily uh, nutrition. Yeah. Man, like carbs would have been great for my entire past week of just running around doing stuff. Yeah? Yeah. What kind like of stuff? This whole past week, um, my girlfriend was in town for fall break. Nice. And we had decided to like go out and like do stuff. And let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. I didn't play a lot of games. I did have a lot of fun though. Oh. Um, have you ever been to a drive-in? At the drive-in? Like a drive-in movie. No. No? No, I think okay, there's one. Okay, my understanding close by. is <laughs> what? I think there's one close by. Why would you go to a drive-in? Cuz it's fun, dude. Is it? It's, I, I it's hate fun. being in my car. Oh, yeah, you live in the hot place. Like regardless of where you live, what's kind of like, oh, let's get real cozy in our car. No, you don't get in the you don't stay in the car. Shut your mouth. It's a drive-in. You, uh, where would you stay? You get a truck. You borrow your dad's truck, and then you back in, get a bunch of blankets and stuff, and, like, lay in the bed of the truck. That's too much work. Uh, Just go to the movies. They have seats there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's $7 for two movies. Okay. So, we went to the drive-in. Because it's outside. They don't have a building they have to pay for. Yeah. It's super nice. It's super weird, too, like, walking away from your car. And, like, just seeing this huge picture with no sound, mm-hmm. there's something very strange about about that. Like, I don't know. Um, no, we went to the drive-in. Um, we got Tacos Don Francisco. Oh, yeah? Which was delicious. If you are ever in the Tulsa area, I highly suggest oh, yeah. it. It's off of Route 66. Muy um, authentico. It's pretty authentic, okay. I think. It's as authentic as you can get around here. Um I had a burrito, which was very delicious. We were ordering. The lady goes, uh, you like uh, jalapenos? And I was like, yes. She's like, here you go. And threw like two whole jalapenos on my burrito. Gross. I was like, cool. It was very hot. Very yeah. good. Um, <laughs> Hannah got uh, like some street tacos, which were also very good. And we, uh, we packed up and went to the drive-in and watched it. Uh, we were slated to watch it in Blade Runner, um, which was a pairing I was super down for. Like that's like six hours of movies, dude. It is like six hours of movies. Um, man, uh, it was so much fun. And like there were there was a storm coming that night, and mm-hmm. there were a total of probably I'm gonna say eight cars there in this huge lot, which was cool. Um, and man. Let me tell you about a little movie called It. That movie's a lot of fun. Okay. Have you watched it? I watched the original TV series. I haven't seen the remake. Yeah? Yeah. It was... uh, um, I would actually liken it closer to uh, The Goonies. Really? More than like a horror movie. Right. Because it's more about like these kids... I mean, it's not like really antics, but like... It's them, like, trying to figure out, like, how to get back this clown or whatever and, like, stop it from killing them. And although it is, like, kind of uh, disturbing at times, like, they found ways to, like, put some humor in there. And it was actually kind of, it was a lot of fun to watch. Like, I I didn't get scared, but I I did have, like, a lot of fun watching it. And I think Hannah really enjoyed it, too. Um, 
and they like man they do like some cool camera stuff um like there's one part towards the end where it's like like this old timey radio is like watch pennywise dance and then like he comes out of the background or something and he's like dancing in this little shack mm-hmm. and he's like flailing all around right like he has like no bones almost and it's like he's just flailing around but the camera is locked in on his head um kind of in like the style of like when somebody has a gopro that is like attached to their head so it's always aimed at their head like have you ever seen something like that Okay. Yeah, 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 I have. Like I, everything I around them is moving, but like their head is yeah, just it always centered. Yeah, took me centered. a second to think of. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really like unsettling to like see him like flailing around, but you're just locked in with his face. Um, and there's like some other like really cool stuff that I won't spoil. Um, yeah, that, dude, that movie was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we were like sitting in the back of uh, the truck and everything. Uh, we were watching the radar because storms were coming in that night. And, um, towards the end of it, um, it looked like the storm was getting pretty close. Uh, it was like, there was lightning around and stuff. So we got in the truck, uh, turned it around and we were like, okay, well let's get ready for Blade Runner. We went and got, went to the concession, got some stuff, like some food or actually, I think we just got drinks cause we had Don Francisco and, um, we got ready for Blade Runner and you know like 10 we get like 10 minutes into the movie i'm like okay i'm into this <laughs> like it like you're right it's like slow like th- there's nothing about it that's like speeding you along it's just stare at uh what's his name looking off in the distance and like as he does his uh his base test or whatever ryan gosling um yeah ryan gosling thank you um and about 10 minutes in just the like super heavy rain comes in and it, it was like really funny because we had the windshield wipers on like while watching it and at some point i looked over at hannah and she's like bored I'm like, Ugh. i was like okay i know you don't want to watch this and it's raining and we can leave it was like <laughs> so, a good environment to watch that movie because of like yeah and like uh, i think i said that i was like this is very fitting like um but I could tell, like, 20 minutes in, she's just like, oh, I couldn't care less about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can leave. And I, and I told her, I was like, you know, at some point, I'm going to watch this movie. I swear. Um, so you only got 20 minutes into it? Yes. What even happens in the first 10 minutes? Like, they get into that fight with uh, that one replicant, and then he goes to the police station, and that's the first 20 minutes? We left whenever he tells his his AI girl lady that he's like, you can go anywhere with me now and all that. Oh, when they go and, and stand on the roof for... It was raining in that scene. Yeah. Oh, so immersive. And then we walked out. Or we drove out. <laughs> okay. Um, That was a lot of fun. Um, Man, yeah. I just had a, a packed week. Like, the next night we went dancing, uh, which was a lot of fun. I, I am not a dancer. Um, I have spoke about dancing on this podcast before, like going out with her to rodeo the club, um, which is, it's basically like two step and line dances. Like that's all they have. Um, and like sometimes like they'll play like the old, like (laughs) T-Pain basically. Um, but this time I told Hannah, I was like, you know, so let's go, let's go to rodeo. I will, I will actually try. Like I will like, and I enjoy two step. Uh, quite a bit actually like i I like two-stepping um 
and like I like learning all the spins and stuff and all the all the um, like different moves. Um, I'm just not much of a line dance kind of person. And right. I, I I told her and I said, okay, I'm gonna actually give this my 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 best shot, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to learn all these dances and stuff with you. And um, it was a lot of fun. Like actually trying to dance was was pretty fun. It was, it was very um, demanding, and like I got very sweaty uh because it's it's hot in there and also like just dancing in general like especially if you're not a very like frequent dancer it's it's an exercise and um it was a lot of fun uh and then like continuing on with like what's coming up I'm going to a concert tomorrow which I'm pretty pumped about have you ever heard of Quinsky nope he's pretty good i i suggest him you're more of a punk rock guy though so yep. maybe Maybe not. He's more hip-hop. I don't know. You might like him. I like hip-hop. Yeah. I mean, who am I to say what you do and don't like? I was listening to hip-hop just today. (laughs) Were you? As I do most days. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Daily dose of hip-hop. Who were you listening to? Uh, I was listening to Joey Badass. Joey Badass, huh? Yeah, Joey Badass. And a little uh, Frank Ocean. Uh. Um. Joey Battis is great. If you've seen Mr. Robot, he was the actor in the second season. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is that um, show good? Uh, the first season's really good. Really? And the second season takes a sharp nosedive, and the third really? season just uh, started up. And I'm curious to see if they recover from just the trash that was season two. Hmm. Um, yeah, just a very manipulative show in a way that like I did not appreciate. Um, yeah and they kind of like tried to pull the same trick that they did with season one and season two and i'm like you can't just do this you can't like it would be like if it's star wars like episode six or whatever like the emperor told fucking like han solo that he was also his father and you'd be like oh that's shitty (laughs) like okay is it that big of like a similarity It, it just like the this the it's framed the, the the framing device of Mr. Robot is is interesting. So you've never seen the show, right? No. Um, the audience is basically another character in the game in the game in the show that <laughs> yeah. uh, Rami Malek's character speaks mm-hmm. to. Um, so like the audience is kind of um, Rami Malek's like imaginary friend or audience. Like he's constantly talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, not directly like in a house of cards way um okay. but he's like I, he's like he, he's basically directing what the audience may be thinking um is it like an like an inner monologue almost kind of thing or like a a little bit okay but it's uh yeah he's basically like explaining whatever his actions are and whatever he's okay. feeling to the audience at the time um and so the way that's framed like they set it up so it's kind of deceitful like he becomes an unreliable narrator. Um, mm-hmm. And then the whole thing with Christian Slater like has a bunch of twists uh, around that whole character. Um, and then so like season one ends and you're like, oh, damn, that was pretty heavy. And then season two doesn't take off for like four episodes. Like it's fucking meandering. And then it finally picks up again. It seems like it's going somewhere interesting. And then they try to hit you with the same goddamn like framing device twist that they did in the first season. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not cool. Like, like that's just really dull then. Like, what you just did. 
Yeah. It's not interesting. Um, it just felt like a big waste of time. So it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of like uh, TV shows, I've been watching back through uh, Stranger Things right. in preparation for Friday. Yes. The new season. Right. Are you excited for that? Um, I'll watch it. Like, excited's not... I liked Stranger Things fine. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like how it's filmed. I think the actors that they chose were well cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the soundtrack a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I, I think I it's a cool a... little, like, homage to, like, old uh, Steven um, Spielberg movies. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like, the scary parts were appropriately scary. I had good tension. Yeah. Like, it's a good show. It's, like, solid. I thought I don't it was think a lot it, of fun. Yeah. I don't think I, it's like super exceptional, but I think it's a really yeah, yeah like, it's a solid show. Yeah. Um and like watching back through it, um I think it has pretty good like to me anyway, it has pretty good like character development. Sure. Like the, those characters start at one like one spot and in an end in an in an entirely different like place. Yeah. Like personally, like that uh what uh, Will Byers' mom, like, <laughs> there's, right. like that is a complete change, like mm-hmm. that she goes through, and like a whole roller coaster of change and stuff, and it's like seeing her at the very beginning of the show and at the end is like, it's just completely different. Yeah, and like even like the little girl, like, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was like so much that it's like kind of cheap or or something, like where it's like. Yeah, these are drastic changes, and uh, they're not really like earned or anything. But you know, um, no, I, I've, I, I think I'm on like the last two episodes. Um, I like I've already watched it through. I just, I don't know. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's a good show. It's very palatable. Like, yeah, I think it's successful because like, um, they're not really like pulling the wool over your eyes or trying to deceive you in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the way that Twin Peaks may, or that Mr. Robot absolutely does. Yeah. Like, it's not. It is basically what you you can take that whole show at face value. And yeah. Like, there's nothing really deeper to read behind it, and like that makes for very watchable TV. Yeah. Um, but like TV that I wouldn't feel interested in, like revisiting. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I got the. I feel like the gist of like. Stranger Things was basically that, like, the threat's not quite over, and that's all yeah. you really need to know going into season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things I wish would get more uh, better explained, which, you know, I hope that they do. Ha- I- I've read pretty good things about season two, people who watched and reviewed it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. But, like, compared to all the other shit coming out on Friday, like, it's uh, well <laughs> yeah. in well in the back. Um, yeah, speaking of stuff coming out on Friday... Uh, my, my, I can't wait for my two amiibo to get here. Oh, my, yeah. My Mario and my Bowser. And in the wake of that, I bought three more. Okay. <laughs> I Why hate not? myself. Um, I bought, so today I get a notification. I have Wario 64, like, set to notify me whenever they, they tweet. All right. Um, and today it was like, or actually yesterday, uh, there was like a bunch of, like, he had one tweet come in that was like, hey, I work at Best Buy in Reno. We're getting a bunch of Majora's Mask um, Amiibos coming in tomorrow. Like, we'll have like 30. 
so he posted or he tweeted that or retweeted it or something and then it was like somebody else dm'd him and was like yeah we got some too and then it was just like a whole storm of people going wait the the whole like country is getting a bunch more majora's mask amiibo and today i get on best buy and i order (laughs) a majora's mask amiibo and it's waiting for me in tulsa and i'll go get it tomorrow Right. And then along with that, uh, the Champion Amiibo went on pre-order on Amazon, and I grabbed the, uh, I didn't, God, this is awful. I didn't get far enough, or I did, I, I beat Breath of the Wild, but I never went to uh, Death Mountain or, or uh, Mount Doom or whatever. Uh, so I didn't meet the uh, Gerudo, That's not right? What the, that's not what the Gerudo are. You mean the Goron? The Goron. I didn't actually meet the Goron. Uh, so I didn't meet the Goron champion. Uh, okay. But I got that amiibo because that amiibo looks cool. Right. And then I got Rivali. Okay. I have... Oh, I also ordered... I forgot this one. I got a Koopa Trooper this week too. Sweet. I hate myself. Why? I don't know. How you like, start? They're... They're... They're really cool. Yeah. Like, I really like them. They're really, like, they look really neat, and they're pretty well made, but they're also, like, not really cheap. No. And I'm like, after I buy six of them, I'm like, oh, I could have bought a game. I've made a mistake. Or you could have bought four Amiibo. Or I could have bought four Amiibo. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, but, you know. I'll be able to uh, tap them on that old, that good old switch and uh, play some games. All right. <laughs> you want to ask me how my week was, or how was your week? <laughs> oh you God, I'm so into... sorry. Okay. I feel terrible now. Uh, I didn't have too interesting of a week. Um, I am kind of uh, banging on all cylinders as I get ready to go to Florida this week. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm leaving on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gone for about five nights. Um, so I've just kind of just been getting things out of the way, like uh, my uh, partner's birthday is while I'm gone, so we celebrated it yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I just went to a fancy restaurant and then went to go get drinks and then uh, just kind of chilled and watched Caribbean Enthusiasm together. Very uh, nice, relaxing night. Um the day before, I did more canvassing. I also had a meeting that I ran, um, like a public meeting, and like around 60 or so people showed up to that, so that was cool. Um, it's always like stressful running a meeting that's open to the public, just because like you're like, how many people are going to come? Is no one going to come? And this was a huge waste of preparation and materials and people's times and volunteering efforts, um, or are a shitload of people going to come and this is going to get out of hand? Um, so the, the right amount of people came, which was just enough Mm -hmm. to fit in the room we rented. Um, so yeah, it was, that went successfully. Uh, when I canvassed, I canvassed my like actual neighbors, the people who live in my apartment building. Oh yeah. Um, so I got to meet a few of them. I have neighbors who like, in my mind, they've lived here for four or five months. I'm like, oh, how long have you lived here? They're like, oh, three years. I was like, wow, "Wow, I'm a bad neighbor. I have no idea who lives next to me and for how long. Did you not like? like welcome them to the apartment i know my next door neighbor okay. that's it I, the, those are the only neighbors that i like kind of talk to 
Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else in the building is just like, I wave to them. I'm like, hello. I acknowledge that you live in this building. Um, their dogs. It's not out of like lack of interest or anything. It's just like when you have friends and like your time is super booked all the time, you don't have more time to go like make new friends and like, oh, you want to cram into my already busy schedule? Like, <laughs> so like, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad way to like go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was happy to like meet them and finally get to know who they are. And like everyone had the same, like everyone just looked at me like, oh, you're the guy with the cat. I'm like, yep, that's me. And they're like, yeah, that cat's that cat's mean. And I was like, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone Is dirt bike mean? Or tsunami? Uh, tsunami. Dirt bike's not my cat. Um, no, tsunami's not mean. She's very mm-hmm. sweet and loving. She just doesn't like to be touched by randos, which, like, is most people. Yeah. Most people, like, don't want to be approached and touched. And most cats do either. I, I think there's just other neighborhood cats that are very, like, easy. And just yeah. kind of roll over and let you pet them and or pick them up or whatever. So mm-hmm. everyone likes those cats more. Yeah. Uh, no, Do you ever like think about like how we like force animals to be okay with us touching them in a very short span of time? Oh yeah, it's really strange. I mean, that's why dogs are the way they are, and why we've bred them to be the way they are. <laughs> yeah. It's like animals are like the last thing that is acceptable to objectify. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> I was like, because they're just do too dumb otherwise. Like, that's the way people talk about animals is like really horrible. It's like, oh, they're so ugly. And this, look at how fat this one. And I'm just like, this is mean. Yeah. Like, but obviously, like, they don't know because they don't have language or mm-hmm. our language. Um, But it's just really funny how, like, animals are like the last thing we can just kind of like make fun of and like yeah. explicitly, like, their lives are for like our entertainment and like pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, oh, we dressed up this thing, this this animal in this costume it hates because it makes us laugh. Um, yeah, and they're like, it looks like a cowboy's riding him. How cute. Right. Or it's just things like when you see someone walking a dog and it's just like, the dog's like, can I shit here? It's like, no, I can't shit yet. It's like, no, I really got to shit though. <laughs> I've been holding it for two hours, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, not until we get to the special spot where I'm okay with you shitting. Like, it's just... I don't know. There's a weird power dynamic between owners and animals. Like, I mean, isn't that the the same for us though? We can't just take a shit anywhere. No, but we we're have teaching a little bit them of, to be civilized. We have a little bit of like agency over when we can. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't have someone like you don't have someone like grabbing you by the arm and when you're trying to go to the restroom and saying like, "No, you can't shit yet." <laughs> so I don't know, man. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. Mm. That's, actually, now that I think about it, uh, retail, when I was working retail, was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, because, like, I'm kind of spoiled in my job now where I can go fucking fuck off for two hours and go read in a cafe and come back and be like, yeah, I was gone for two hours. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. But, like, when I was working retail, like, especially in a restaurant, there'd be times where, like, I'd have to hold in, like, uh, my piss for, like, 90 minutes. Like, like dying. Like, I'm just going from table to table. Like, my legs are shaking while I'm carrying, like, trays all yeah. over. Like, I'm just, I'm like, boss, I need to go to the restroom. It's just like, uh, you need to bust this table and this. And there's a party that just came in. And I'm just like, I'm dying. I need to use the restroom so bad. It's going to yeah. take me five fucking minutes. Can I please use the rest? Yeah. Like, a lot. And, and there are people, like, who absolutely will get, like, reprimanded for using a restroom break without asking or, wow. like, shit. Like, yeah, like, Retail's really shitty about that stuff. Um, mm, it's not as bad uh, at Ace, 
Like I, I can go whenever I want. Yeah. I mean, you guys um, aren't like high service. Like no, when I worked like at a JC million Penny, people at all times. When I worked at JC Penney, that was a different story. Like, right. We had to ask if it was okay. Like, hey, can I go to the restaurant? Or it was like, can I step off the floor? And right. they'd be like, hey, do you have anybody covering you? I'm like, no, because nobody gets scheduled with me. And they're like, uh, give me like 20 minutes and I'll be over there. Like, what? No. <laughs> like, no. no. Ex- it's exactly how it is. And there could be like no one in the store. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, it's it's really shitty. Like, <sighs> it's like no, another. It's, not. It's, it's, it's just, you know, you're right. It's like another power dynamic. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just like, how, how much can we fucking uh, subject this person and treat mm-hmm. him like a dog. And that's why, like, people start accepting, like, smaller wages and shit. Because they're just like, oh, this is what I deserve. And, like, you're made to feel like you should be thankful for, like, 50 cent raises and bathroom <sighs> breaks and, like, an hour-long lunch. I remember when I worked at Nordstrom and, like, HR or whoever when I was getting onboarded was like, you have a whole hour for lunch. Like, this is a, a thing that no other retail uh, clothing... Uh, or high fashion or whatever the fuck they called themselves yeah. like retail store allows their employees to do i'm like an hour for lunch is literally like getting my fucking apron off going yeah. to my car driving somewhere waiting in the 30 minute lunch line there mm-hmm. getting my food shoving it down my mouth driving back finding parking getting my apron back on and getting in here within five minutes i have left like it's not <laughs> dude <laughs> Yeah. I have a 30-minute lunch no matter yeah. what. It's too it's, short. It's not enough time. It is. It's way too short. Yeah. I can barely go home because I live within six. If I if I don't catch a stoplight, it's six minutes. Mm-hmm. That's 12 minutes out. <laughs> like 12 minutes out of my lunch. I get 18 minutes to eat. Yeah. I get 18 minutes to prepare food and eat. Right. No, it's shitty. And that was like... Even if I have a nine-hour shift, it's 30 minutes. Yeah, it's and it's like, yeah, bad. but uh, that means uh, you're actually working more time, so you're getting paid more. I'm like, I don't care. Take the freaking $12 out of my paycheck. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's real bad. Uh, dogs, anyway, am I right? Dogs. Gotta love them. I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, dogs are the best, I, but they are... I had uh, a dream about dogs last night, and I woke up crying. <laughs> You want to share that dream? Um, <laughs> I can. Go for. It. I mean, you brought it up. I don't know if you want to. Um, the, here's the long, long and short of it. Um, there, like, it was a long dream. I don't know what. I was like in a mall and something, and like there were dogs around. Anyway, so like the end of the dream, I was like with this, uh, like Doberman or something, and it was like kind of like biting on me and stuff, and I was like, quit, quit, and then like. I kept on telling it quit, and then as soon as I, like, grabbed it and, like, kind of held it, it was, like, super nice to me, and it was, like, I, at some point, I remember it saying, like, I love you, and, like, I forgive you and stuff, and then I woke up crying. All right. <laughs> it's real, it's real deep. <laughs> I don't, I, I have no clue why. I was, like, I was, like, okay, I'll take it. Did you look it up in a dream interpretation diary? No, I have done that before. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I like it, interpreting dreams and stuff. I don't remember. Like, my I, d- I definitely like try to interpret it. Um, yeah. We don't have to go in depth with that, but. No, why not? This is the Kaido Psychcast. Yeah. 
let's just analyze. Let's get real deep. Okay. Talk Tell about how about we my, feel. My deep-seated, like, emotional trauma. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this. Okay, so the dog was kind of biting on me. Not very hard, but, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of, like, pushing back against me. What do you think mm-hmm, that means? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, maybe you're uh, you're closing yourself and this dog is trying to uh, get you to open up more. And then mm-hmm. once I, like, hugged the dog, I, that means I opened up? Yeah, yeah. All right. And then I was, like, happy. Like, so it was, like, crying. And I was also kind of sad. So I'm like, maybe I just need to open up more. Yeah. Mm. Right. Or maybe okay. it's... Well, our time is up today. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you think it's about time for, like, a segue? Yeah, maybe. Okay. That'll be $200. $200? Yeah. That's like about uh, I only have $2. Cost. You only have $2? What will that get me? I, have two, I only have $2. What will that get me? Uh, some injustice. I don't understand this segue. I was thinking more like two divinities. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to get it out of the way. No, that's fine. Uh, speaking of just <laughs> deep-seated psychosis, uh-huh. um, I don't, like, at this point, divinity is like <laughs> a thing that I turn on and I stare into for like three hours until I somehow get get broken of its spell mm-hmm. and then i go what the fuck did i just do like i'm, yeah. I'm trying to rack my brain of even like f- remembering what i'm doing in divinity it's it's like have you ever read the thief of always i have not it's very good um okay. have you seen Coraline? yes okay they're almost exactly the same story it's basically like a child gets hoodwinked into coming into this home that seems like very wonderful and inviting Mm-hmm. But re- it, behind the scenes, it's actually like they're trying to suck the essence out of this child, like these vampires that live behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and it's all just like an illusion and everything's actually made out of dust. And um, so that's kind of what divinity is like. We're like, it's uh, it's not even it like it, it has gotten <laughs> to a point where like it is uh, appealing to a very primal part of me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even really like thinking about what I'm doing anymore. I'm just like playing it and just getting it completely absorbed and lost in the world. Um, coming out of it and almost like, like the MIB, like mind scrambler thing was like shot over me. And I'm like, I forgot what I even did. Like, I'm trying to remember like the last, the major things I did this week. I went to an island full of demons. Mm-hmm. One of them is called the Advocate. Um, yes. so I wonder who he's the Advocate for. <laughs> mm. Um, and he's telling me about some like special mystical weapon, and he's like, "You need to go fight these people that are like attacking this tree, this ancestor tree." And I'm like, "All right." So I go and like approach them. They wipe the floor with me, and I go, mm-hmm. "I'll come back." Um, I go to like this oil field where I find the ruins of Fane's uh one of or ruins from uh the time when Fane was alive. Um, then I go in, and this person like. Uh, recognizes me and like which is you know obviously a big deal for fane because this he's his civilization is like ancient like it's hundreds yeah. of thousands of years old like no one remembers like anything from it um 
And so, you know, Fane gets very surprised, and then this person's like, oh, you're being deceived by the gods, but I'm still going to kill you, even though, like, I yeah. picked every option that's like, please, I will I will work with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also believe that I am being manipulated by the gods, so please let me work with you to stop, to stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, uh, to no avail. So then she attacks me, wipes the floor with me, and I go, I'll come back. Um, and <laughs> I'm just bouncing around, like, as I go further and further out into the world... I am just keep running into like enemies that are wiping the floor with me and going, hmm, I guess I'm not supposed to be here yet. Have you um, gotten rid of your Barrelmancy? Uh, so I'm trying not to use it. Okay. Because I don't want this game to be like, yeah, I finished Divinity. I just hit with everyone with a the combat. barrel. Yeah. With the sack. Yeah. I, every boss fight was me just throwing the sack at their face and them dying <laughs> in two hits. Yeah. Like I'm trying not to play that way because <clears throat> you lose a lot of the kind of mystique and allure of this game yeah um playing that way although i'm really considering picking that sack back up again <laughs> it's a heavy sack it's a very it's heavy sack up, it's very effective mm-hmm. um no like I, i'm at a like a lot of cool uh kind of branches in the narrative right now um but what is frustrating is like how often i keep running into boss battles that are just destroying me I, like the when I went to the oil fields, like on my way to go to this tomb, which wasn't to find Fane's ancient civilization, it was to find the tablet for like the elf that I had killed forty hours ago. Like I was like, oh yeah, I never finished this quest and looked for this tablet. I might as well go find that tablet. I'm probably what does your super- quest log look like at this point? It, it looks like it looks like if you printed the Bible on like a post-it. Like okay. that's what it looks like. <laughs> If you try to put a billion words into one page. Okay. It, it is like, and it's funny because like everything is like, you can open each quest and it kind of like opens up and gives you a paragraph of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like if I opened, I think if I opened every single tab of everything in my quest log, it would crash the game. It's like way too filled with shit. Everything yeah. is, sh- everything is blinking because I keep updating quests like, like unbeknownst to me. I'm just like, yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, quest update. And I'm like, I'm walking. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> How did the quest update? Sometimes I think the game is actually just bugging out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll do a quest and nothing will update. And then like, I'll play the game for another 30 minutes. And then the update that should have happened 30 minutes ago will pop up after I like open a chest or something random, like sell a fish. Something <laughs> happens where it's just like, oh yeah, quest update. And I'm like, did you forget to trigger 30 minutes ago? Like I, the, the game is falling asleep on me. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah hella quests um they're again they're still fun and engaging but like i just i'm I'm ready for some of these quest lines to close <laughs> like yeah um like, okay because I, 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 I i'm not in chapter th- i'm not in act three yet i'm almost a hundred hours into this game of a four act game i'm not in That's- act three yet I was about to ask you, I was about to say, how far do you think you are? Because you have 90 hours. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, am I still on Act 2? I thought, all I thought what Act 2 was, was go find the people who would teach you how to learn your source powers, which I did. I got the maximum amount of source points you can get in the game, which is 3. Um, which is, seems really low. But, um, like, whatever. I, I, I basically cheesed the game so that I, I put one of those uh, teleporting pyramids in this one place where there's just a source fountain. So every time I run out of it, I just teleport to the thing, fill up my source again, and then just teleport back to where I was. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the source is like meaningless at this point. Um, like I can use source powers whenever I want. 
Um, but no, it's not that. Like, it's basically like all these other missions on like on the skirts of. I, I, I it's honestly like when my party members start bringing up their missions, I'm like that petty shit still. <laughs> like, I'm like, you still want to find, you still want to reclaim your kingdom, Red Prince? Like, who cares, dude? Like, you, there's like yeah. way bigger stuff at stake right now, and you're talking to me about like finding some princess to like usher in an army of dragons or something like i'm not no cares like i'm straight up like we're fighting gods right now (laughs) we're like actually changing the world um but uh Mm -hmm. it's all still rad like and also the game has like a very powerful allure so i don't know how many times this week i've tried i've almost bought another game yeah i I almost bought evil within two and then I almost bought um, shit. No, it's Shadow escaping War? me. No, I'm not. I'm not interested in playing. Not even Shadow close. War. Um, I, it was another game, but like I almost came close to buying like two full price games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I, I I come like right, you know, I get to the the the, the cart, ready to check out, ah, and then I go, yeah. yeah uh-huh. But then I could just I should just play Divinity. No. And I just jump right back into Divinity. <laughs> no. <laughs> and like and I mean I almost bought the Mario uh Odyssey Switch bundle. Should have. I put it in the cart. It's like, all right, three hundred and eighty dollars. Uh. And then I'm just like or I could save three hundred and eighty dollars and just play Divinity. Uh. And so I just you know, I didn't buy it. I'm still playing Divinity. Yeah. <laughs> like Um And now I'm at a point now where I, I think if I don't finish Divinity, mm-hmm. I won't play another game until the end of the year. Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> our game of the year dis- uh, discussion is going to be real strange. Yeah. It, oh, you bet. Get, <laughs> get ready to talk more about Divinity. <laughs> oh my gosh! As I ha- as I start to like actually you know put together my thoughts on it and uh-huh. more articulately talk about what I like and don't like about it. There's going to be like a prologue episode of just like you stating why Divinity should be the game of the year. I mean, and then we will you we will listen to that and then take that into consideration when we actually discuss it's everything. A very good so game. it'll be like it'll be there. You know what I like about Divinity also? What's up? It's 45 bucks. It is. Yeah. It's not a bad price. It's just like, hey, by the way, this awesome game that's like one of the most accomplished and complete RPGs you'll ever play. Mm-hmm. It's $15 less than most games new. Yep. Yeah. I so. put in uh, more hours into Divinity than I did Prey, and I almost beat Prey. Check that out. Prey's all right. I, I have still. I was meaning Prey. to play Prey, but I don't want to pay full price for Prey. Prey's neat. Um, it we looks don't have neat. To talk about Prey. No, we don't. And we can move on from Divinity also. Okay, if you say. I feel so. like yeah. I feel like one of my one of these weeks, I will try to be more excited about my updates. Because <laughs> it's not like I'm not. Like I said last week, I'm super enjoying this game. It sounds like you're just in the middle of a book. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's I what guess. it feels like. like it, it, it does feel like I'm in the middle of like, I, I feel like I'm standing and before me are like, like a hundred roads. Yeah. And each road has just like some kind of like, uh, I don't know, beautiful acolyte, acolyte, like waving me down that road. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't pick. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm just mm-hmm. stuck here. There's just like, I'm paralyzed by choice. Even though I'm working, it's not like I'm standing here and I'm not doing anything in this game. Like, yeah. 
I'm just chipping away at this behemoth of a game. Strangely at- enough, that yeah. reminds me of how I felt about Metal Gear Solid Five. Sure. Yeah. Like I got into a rhythm of just doing side ops. Like I, mm-hmm. I have probably sixty to seventy hours in Metal Gear Solid Five, and I don't even think I'm halfway through the the story. Like I got to the to um, Africa, but I have done several hours, like tens of hours on, of just side quests, and it's like I I understand where you're coming from. Where it's like it's fun to just kind of pick away, even though like you aren't like going after like the main story. Mm-hmm. It's just like it, it's fun to be in that world and fun to to do like I don't know, like something just it's just enjoyable to to be there. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm trying to get to, is, like, this world is just fun to be in. Mm-hmm. It's fun to think about all the variables and how they affect each other. Yeah. And, like, and it's fun to, like, have all this working knowledge of things and then see, like, how the game uh kind of reacts to you. So it's mm-hmm. fun to, like, walk into a village and see a bunch of magisters and know in the back of my mind, I'm going to kill all of these magisters <laughs> because that is what I have done the whole game is like, yeah. I keep finding examples of magisters like torturing people and doing awful experiments. And I'm like, yeah, these guys are beyond salvation. So I'm just going to kill them. But like, I never start a conversation with like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm going to kill you. I'm always like, yeah, let me hear your story. Let's sit and talk and get to know each other. So mm-hmm. I can like learn all your weaknesses first before <laughs> before we get into this. Um, like it's just it, it's really interesting how this game makes you think. Um, I mean, you, you just go darn, down dark paths, but uh, I don't know. It, it's rad. Like I, I'm still I, I can't wait to end this podcast and keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially knowing that I'm not going to have a computer for like five days this week, so yeah, I want to get as much divinity in before thursday hey you do you i will do me uh i did actually take some time to play a different video game this week oh yeah um so i very briefly read maybe about a third of an article about it okay and then said i'm just gonna play this game and see what it is okay deep space waifu not far off Oh, Lord. The game is called Doki Doki Book Club. Mm, um, Or Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, What do you do in Doki Doki Literature Club? It's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, So, Doki Doki Literature Club (laughs) is a visual novel Mm -hmm. where you play uh, as just a high school student and your neighbor, just the cute girl next door, says, hey... I'm in a literature club. Would you like to join it? You're not in any after-school clubs. And so your character goes, yeah, no problem. Um, and so you go after school and you join this literature club. And it's just four people in total. Okay. It's just four girls who are all like of varying personality uh, tropes, I would say. Okay. You know, are they all the, into you? Uh, I mean, like the way of vision. So the reason I wanted to play this is because this game is supposed to be written by someone who kind of has a dark history with their obsession with these kind of games. Okay. Cause like in general, like these visual novel games are all the same. It's like, Hey, you meet five 
characters mm-hmm. and you can like start a romance with one of them uh and you just kind of do fucking banal things like ask each other out to i don't know dinner or something yeah and like very slowly just get to like you know you're it's all dialogue options and it's all uh text-based um just like dating games essentially yeah um so the person who made this game like was very clear like this was this this game came out of like a kind of like twisted obsession with them um so my uh, my knowledge of the game and i don't know how it's going to manifest but my knowledge is that this game gets extremely dark and disturbing uh (laughs) as you play it and Uh, right now i don't know what that means because right now all it is is this lovely game where after school i go into class with these like uh very nice girls Mm -hmm. and we read books together and we write and share poetry and right now we're just talking about doing a school uh, fair thing, like putting on a booth to get more people to join our club. Um, and like all the characters are very like, you know, like there's obviously like the spunky one who's kind of mean. And then there's like the mysterious one who likes uh, sophisticated novels. And like then there's like the, the basically class president, perfect uh, example of a student. Yeah. And then you're, you know, your dopey next door neighbor, like very typical tropes. Um, and I'm just like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, like, what yeah. do they mean? This game gets dark. Like, are these, are people going to start dying? Like, mm-hmm. and then like, there are little hints of like, if you, because you obviously, the when you write poetry in the game, like the way the the mechanics work are you choose words to use in your uh, poems. Yeah. That you think will specifically appeal to one of the three girls that you're trying to romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the girl that I'm interested in, Yuri, is one who's interested in, like, really dense fantasy novels and also horror books. But she yeah. also writes, like, the best of the three. Um, but she's also very reserved and kind of shy. But, like, I was just like, yeah, like, Yuri seems nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, but I've noticed that, like, as I, like, praise Yuri, the other two girls are, like, kind of, like, being very put off by that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, kind of, like, my very blatant favoritism. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want this game to be, like, me driving one of them to kill themselves. <sighs> like, so now I'm, like, very nervous. Like, yeah. shit, should I just, yeah, like... No, I love all of you. Yeah, I'm like, how do I play this? I'm like... Because the game doesn't give you, like, the option to just be, like, uh, I'm just going to write poetry for myself because fuck mm-hmm. y'all. Like, you have to, like, as you, when, like, there's a little, like, it's like a mini game, basically. It's just like, oh, choose one of these six words and you choose one. And then you, there's these little avatars on the side. And whatever girl likes that word the most, like, you'll see them kind of bounce up and down and be happy about it. Yeah. So, like, you can't just choose a word that, like, will only satisfy yourself. Uh-huh. Um, it's always in the service of, like being uh more romantically involved with one of the three girls yeah um and yuri would be very upset if you were trying to please one of the other girls now i have no idea how they will (laughs) react but i'm just like just really curious (laughs) like Mm -hmm. what because like i I, if you look at the steam reviews um like people like i i don't know what to expect from it like one person wrote like i would give this game like a 666 out of 10 um (laughs) One person's like, yeah, it's a great game. It gave me depression. Like, huh. um, it's like Emily is away. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I'm just really curious to see where this goes, mm-hmm. how dark it actually gets. Um, it's a free game if you're curious. Huh? Like it's like it's on. You can just play it on Steam. So There's it is no... like Emily is away. <laughs> yeah, it is just a. I don't. I don't know how long it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you type Doki Doki Literature Club into YouTube, every hit is this game is fucked up. <laughs> um, and it's, and there's literally like a compilation like people reacting to Doki Doki Literature Club. And so I'm just curious, like, and you what? haven't hit anything yet. No, I, I'm only maybe like on. If, maybe it's if you like try to romance a certain one. Like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just going with my gut here. I'm just yeah. like. I'm like, if I was a high school kid and I went to a literature club with three attractive girls, what would my yeah. high school self do? Yeah. My high school self would probably be attracted to the one that was interested in the things I was most interested in. Yeah. Like, you know, end of story. Like, mm-hmm. like adult me in this role would be like, hi, I don't do things just for the express purpose of trying to romance people. Yeah. That's manipulative. Mm-hmm. But like, um, so in a way, like, that's kind of why I don't like visual novels, the genre. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I think it's weird that, like, that's all that's always the end goal. Like, I want to romance with somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like, so, uh, yeah. Your only, only objective. Right. I'm only really playing this because I understand that, like, the person who wrote it and who uh-huh. made this game is kind of aware of that trope of how mm-hmm. these games are kind of manipulative and, like, are basically like sexualizing children. Yeah. Um, cause like these girls are high school girls, like they're not of age. Um, but like, yeah. So, and I, and I, I did verify like that this game isn't a fucking hentai, which Steam has like apparently no problem just putting on there now. It's just like, go for it. Go yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. Have the best time. <laughs> go look at some naked anime ladies. One handed mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Deep Space Waifu. Yes. Um, I so, I might play this, and we can report back how effed up it is next week. Right. Like, so, yeah, I'm looking at my last play. I, I, played, I put 80 minutes into it last night. Mm-hmm. Nothing weird happened in 80 minutes. My understanding is this game is like three to four hours long, okay. and there's v- multiple endings, um, as usually there are in visual novels, just depending on your choices. Yeah. Not that there are, the other thing that's kind of uh, grading is that there aren't, like, there aren't dialogue choices. Like, you just play the game, and the only time you have a choice to make, uh, do anything is uh, when you write your poetry. Mm -hmm. You just choose which words you want to use. That's it. And then the rest of the game just kind of goes off what you chose in your poems. Yeah. Um, So, like, in that that sense, there's a lot of just sitting there and kind of reading. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's written fine. Um because this is written this isn't like shittily translated from like a japanese visual novel like you know like the writing is fine it's coherent it's not like just like a very hastily translated game that's not worth your time but yeah uh i will know next week just where doki doki literature club goes (laughs) i'm interested okay um what have you been playing unless what have i been playing nothing new (laughs) all right uh, that's fine i don't know i like i, I don't really want to like go into depth on what i've been playing um but i, I don't know i i kind of hopped back into injustice 2 a little bit over the past week and cool. it's really hard to go back to fighting games after you haven't played them for a while 
like relearning combos that aren't like classic combos or whatever. It's not like I'm doing a a fireball and Street Fighter or something. It's like e- even like Robin, who was my my main, I guess, in Injustice Two. Like I was just helpless. Like I I did not stand a chance. Like I could play that game on like the hard difficulty. Um, against like AI and stuff. Cause I, I don't know. I don't like, I played online a little bit whenever I was first playing it when I was like in my prime for injustice Two, But at this point it's like, I stood no chance. I had to put the AI on like easy. It's like, please show some mercy for me. Um, and man, dude, that game still looked really good. Like compared to the stuff that's even coming out like later in the year. Like I am, like I still see that game coming up for year end discussions. Um, it's really cool. Uh, also I played some animal crossing this past week and which one? this is very fitting. Uh, I played uh, new leaf. All right. Um, which is also very fitting because as we speak, there is an animal crossing direct going on. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing all these tweets about uh, what it has, but of course let me... not. I've been engaged in a conversation with you. Oh, why would you do that? Um, Have you been looking no, at I've tweets? Been, I've been briefly uh, glancing over at my phone every once oh, in a while. See. What 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 part of my uh, feed uh, report back uh, bored you that you pulled out your phone <laughs> and looked at your tweets? <laughs> when did I start was, losing uh, you? This is good data. Uh, good data. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. D- d- the divinity. Okay. The whole divinity block. All of it. All right. I didn't listen. That's right. I don't know if I asked any questions, but I, I didn't know what was you happening. Just, you have no. a, you have an MP3 file that just says generic affirmments. That yeah, is just a recording yeah. of you going, uh huh, uh huh, uh, yeah. And I go, what was the most interesting part? Of, right. Like, yeah. What you played. Okay. No, I, I just on. looked over. Um, I'm scrolling through it now. Um, <laughs> hot, hot news. Um, this, I guess this is going to be our, our transition into news. Um, it looks like the new Animal Crossing is going to have timers, everybody. Hell yeah. Who would have, uh, who would have guessed? Who would have thought a mobile game? The regular game Animal Crossing timers. has timers. Like I mean, it has a timer, which is yeah, it has a the timer, time. real time, <laughs> yeah, the time. Um, you can also like create your character and stuff. Um, nothing about this looks uh, crazy. It looks like they haven't actually said a whole lot, other than I guess people are going. It has timers, okay, and leaf tickets, which is our in-app purchases. So you're gonna have to buy money. Rad. But that's not bells. So, what else is in the news? I mean, I'm looking at the video of Animal Crossing mm-hmm. Mobile. Uh, which I, what is it called? Actually, officially, Animal Co- Crossing Camp. Uh, it is Pocket Camp. Pocket Camp. Um, it looks nice. Animal it looks Crossing like the game. Pocket Camp. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. It says you can play in real time. I don't know. It looks like they kind of got it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I guess, yeah, I'll take the 15 minutes to watch this direct um, <laughs> another time. 
this doesn't yeah. look as bad as like kind of what I was picturing they were gonna do. Yeah. Um, just like a completely menu based Animal Crossing kind of thing. I wonder if it'll take time to catch bugs, or if you can just do. Or you said it's real time, so it says you can play in real time. I mean, it looks oh. like the game. Like, yeah. Um, I'm sure for sure there's gonna be timers and nothing too nefarious here. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I mean, these things are designed to rake in the cash. Yeah, I mean, this picture says on the the Google Play Store, it says your camper, your campsite, your way. So I mean. Is there much think, else to be said? I think what they did here was instead of making an environment that would have to load like an indoor and outdoor, they just kind of put it all out on the overworld. That's what it looks like. Um, so <laughs> it's it's also, I don't know in a camper. Yeah, it seems fine. Like this looks like something also that'll eat the shit out of your battery. Oh yeah, this looks like something that you play. F- 10 minutes of this and your battery went to 50 like so we'll see yeah um uh, build your dream campsite is what it says i don't know um call me when this thing is announced for switch i hope it doesn't come to switch i mean animal crossing not this one specifically hey guess what you gotta you you got time to play more stardew valley that's your closest bet we're like Minecraft. I've, I play, I've played Stardew Valley. Yeah. I'm done. Have you played Minecraft? Hell yeah. <laughs> played hundreds of hours of Minecraft. Two or three hours, you know. Um, tell me about uh, building things and, and stuff. I'm sorry. Was that a transition to something? <laughs> uh, tell me about Legos. Okay. You want to jump right into news? You don't want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I, feel, I guess I feel let's... fine, too. Yeah, let's hammer through. We're barely even in this thing. All right. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> uh, Lego Dimensions was shut down. Well, shut down makes it sound harsh. It's yeah. done. Nothing new is coming to Lego Dimensions. Uh, Warner Brothers has ended development on it. Lasted longer than uh, Mass Effect. Sure, if by quite a margin. <laughs> it's been around for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so effectively this is the last if you're not counting amiibo stuff this is the last toys to life property yes ubisoft has its weird starship game coming out starship Um, gemini i think yep that's what it's called um is it really no okay um (laughs) but as far as uh like i think what you would call the original three which was disney infinity skylanders and lego dimensions Mm-hmm. Like, this was the last holdout. Like, I don't think there are more Skylanders games. There's definitely not any more Disney Infinity. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's, like, bittersweet. On the one hand, like, none of these, none of those three games for me were, like, anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a grown-ass man, though. If I was a child, Lego Dimensions would have been so fucking up my alley. Oh, yeah. It would have been, like, my entire... It would have been my jam, my jelly, my butter. Like, I, like, Dimensions, like, even as an adult, I look at it and I was like, that looks cool. I kind of want to play you know, that. But, like, knowing uh, how I'm those curious. Traveler's Tales games played, I was never interested. Yeah. Um, Which one are... Like, is LEGO Dimensions the one that you're most... Like, if you were to play one, is that the one that you oh, are most Oh, for sure, yeah. In? Like, if part okay. of the appeal is, like, just the toy... 
mm-hmm. then I'm way more interested in like a Lego miniature of like Scooby Doo. Like, yeah. oh, Legos, a thing I really enjoyed growing up. And also mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, a thing I really. Versus like, whatever the fuck monsters are in Skylanders. Like, I never enjoyed Spyro to begin with. And like, the monsters are like, all right, whatever. This is Hot Dog Dragon or whatever, like the E3 exclusive yeah. one that I won that some years ago was called. <laughs> I went like yeah. an, I went to a Skylanders thing, and they're just like, "Spin this wheel, and you can win a exclusive rare E3 Skylanders thing." I was like, "All right," and I spun it, and I won it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! How much is this gonna go for?" <laughs> yeah, and I looked up, and it's like a hundred dollars. I was like, "Not bad." Oh wow! And I ended up giving it to my uh, nephew who enjoys Skylanders. Good um, choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then same with Disney Infinity. Like that game, I think was probably the most technical. Um. Mm-hmm. And maybe diverse of like the three toys to life uh, juggernauts, yeah. But uh, like not a huge Disney fan. Even when they added like, oh, we got Marvel and Star Wars and stuff now. Did mm-hmm. they actually hold on? Did they ever put Marvel in that? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, because I I remember Hulk was in it. Okay. So I'm assuming that there is more. Right. Um. But yeah, like I'm not super big on either of those properties. Um. Mm-hmm. Lego Dimensions had like cool properties. Like it wasn't just like yeah. these are Legos. It was like holy. It's like Back to the Future Legos. Like I was <laughs> like, like Doctor oh, Who. This, yeah, like Doctor Who. Like there were a lot of interesting like properties that they partnered with mm-hmm. on top of making like cool little miniatures. Um, in a game that was perfectly serviceable. Um, you know they had like that one pack that was like the it was the uh, acclaim pack. Mm-hmm. Like all these really bizarre things to see uh put in lego form yeah so it was always like the most stimulating of the three like the one that i always went like huh that's a really strange pairing yeah um but i guess like i don't know it it seems weird that right before the holiday seasons they would kind of shutter this yeah i mean maybe they maybe they said like they've done all they could to leading up to the holidays and they're gonna see how much they'll probably like this will be their last marketing push Mm-hmm. And then next year they'll start working on a new property or whatever. Yeah. Um, man, Lego games are crazy. How so? There's just a lot of them. Yeah. Like there are a lot of Lego games, and I don't. I've heard that they're fine. Like, I think I've played like a few of the Star Wars ones, but that's about it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I played. God, yeah, maybe, like maybe the first, like like Phantom Menace one or whatever. Yeah, because um, I was like a big appeal of them was, hey, these are games that are like basically giving you the narrative of these like really big properties, but mm-hmm. like with their own little like uh kind of um slapstick comedy twist. Yeah, so they're not trying to be like super faithful like recreations of what you know. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. what if uh Star Wars was like exclusively goofy yeah and just like every every scene had a little humorous bent to it Mm -hmm. um and i thought that stuff was cool but like those games were always really just like generic like oh go to this pile of bricks press a button your character will build something and then you can use it to like cross a bridge or move around in a vehicle and then like the battling was always kind of boring and uh Mm -hmm. floaty um so i didn't play anything until that gta clone that they made lego city Oh, yeah. And that was fine. Like, again, it was interesting. It was like this, you know, uh, 80s cop movie 
kind of a take on Lego, mm-hmm. which again I found interesting. Um, and I played quite a bit of it. It was like a Wii U launch title to let yeah, you know like how starved like that. for games that system was. <laughs> that like I was just like, oh, this Lego game, <laughs> killer sure. app for the Wii U. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I played a little bit of like a Marvel one like Heroes yeah. 2 or something, which had like that a one... thousand different characters to choose from. Yeah. And like it seemed interesting. It was definitely like larger, like the open world is way bigger and mm-hmm. it had a lot of verticality to it because a lot of the uh, characters fly. But at the same yeah. time, I was just like, this is fine. Like, again, they're all very simple games. Hmm. I, th- I want to say Lego, like the Lego Star Wars saga or something like that. That was, like, the first game that I had played that I had, like, found a secret area. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, that whole other, like, town that you can go into with, like, the gold blocks or something. Okay. I can't remember the specifics, but I remember that was such a, like, a mind-blowing moment for, like, little me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my, like, this is a whole other thing. Like, I got to look for these gold blocks now. And it just, like, blew my mind. And, like, I have, like... I don't know. I guess I have some reverence for the the Lego games, even though I I think that's like the only one that I played. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't, as far as like the the Toys to Life stuff, I think the Disney one was the most interesting one to me, mm-hmm. just because like I don't know if you remember the Toy Story three game um, at all, but and that was like the first time that they messed around with that toy box mode. Right. And I remember before it came out, like watching videos on like the toy box mode where it's like, yeah, you can make Woody huge compared to everybody. Like you can change all these different settings on each of the toys and like customize like your playset and all that. And I remember just thinking that was so cool. Like, I don't know if uh, Disney Infinity still let you like manage sliders and stuff like that. But I remember thinking that was like really like a rad thing to do. Um but I mean, they're they're. I guess it's gone now. All of it's gone. We'll never know unless we buy it. I mean, it's gone for now. Yeah. It'll maybe it'll come back again. Just like, like Guitar Hero. Just like Guitar Hero came back and yeah, had that great second wind, that great comeback story. Guitar Hero. I will defend Guitar Hero live till the day I die. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, the last song is Paint It Black, which is a real dud, but I think that guitar was the, I think that guitar is challenging, but not overwhelming. And like, I I think they, they did a good job at making something like new to learn other than just having five buttons. Yeah, I just, after getting Rocksmith, I was like, yeah, I'll just play this. Oh, yeah. So I should like, get Rocksmith. Yeah, Rocksmith is really good. Hmm. Um. You want to move on? Next yeah, story? let's move on. What else you got? Which one of these do you want to start with? You want to move our way from least to or most to least comfortable? Uh. Yeah. All right. Sure. All right. Then uh, EA shut down Visceral. <sighs> um. This happened. The day after we recorded last? Yes. So it's yeah, been about a week like since the story has broken out. Mm-hmm. Um, so EA shut down Visceral, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically what EA said um, 
and again, please go source this quote because I don't yeah. want to misquote. Uh, but I think if I remember exactly, uh, EA exec said, fuck your single player experience. We want more money. <laughs> I think is what they said. I don't it remember. Please close. source this quote. Don't take my word on it. But I think what they said was, um, we are EA. Ma, 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 money. Uh, fuck you. Um, fuck the things you like. We don't want to work on a single player game because that doesn't make us the Skrilla that we need. Uh, so we're going to shut down this studio full of working people and try to turn this into something we can more easily monetize, I think is what they said. Do you want um, me to read the real quote? Yeah, please. Okay. I think I got Throughout it right, de- though. <laughs> You're very close. Uh, yeah. I don't... There are less fucks. Um, okay, less I, fucks I, was, I was wondering... Literally many, said and less fucks. fucks given. Okay. So... Um, Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. We will maintain the stunning visuals, authenticity in the Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe and focus on bringing Star Wars stories to life. So <laughs> okay, so they said uh, an experience that players want to keep coming back to. <laughs> what do you think yeah. they mean by that? Um, I think they mean that they're going to make a great single player experience that uh, will will just be so great that it's a good story that you just want to relive and and tell everybody about. Okay, then why did they shut down Visceral? Oh, it's a very good question. They were making that game. Yeah. Uh, mm. Also, I feel like I read a different quote than you read. Anyway, they want to make a, a game. They want to continue with the games as a service. Like there, there were statements that came out not that long ago about like how the industry is worth more, like due to games as a service. Worth more for who? Um, for the people with the money. Okay. <laughs> No, there was something about Siege that just came out. Right. Like, that was like, hey, we're making so much money because you guys have stuck to this game and we don't have to make a new one. But Siege is a different beast. Siege, Siege came is a out, weird thing. Siege came out as a almost exclusively... There is a single player mode in Siege and it's garbage. But um, <laughs> Siege came out as a exclusively like multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it came out kind of uh, half-realized, but it, they kept working on that stuff and now has a fervent uh, fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, that appeals to some people. Like, I'm sure there are people who want, like, a straight-up single-player Rainbow Six game. Um, but there are definitely people who hand. want... There are definitely people who want a, like, Uncharted-style, um, like... Star Wars star Wars, like a, a visually arresting star wars game yeah um that they can explore and enjoy and is not kind of shackled to some kind of model uh that requires you to continue paying for it does ea know that they're also making battlefront of course they do <laughs> like uh that's all they the, ea is star wars like yeah even their sports franchises are like half of them are owned by 2k like 
I mean, technically, uh, EA owns 2K, but, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, EA is, like, that. that is their license. That is their baby, and that's what they're, they're going to hang on to that and make Star Wars games uh, until everyone in that studio catches on fire. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I guess Visceral doesn't have to worry about catching on fire anymore. It is, this is a a real bummer of a story. Definitely. Because Visceral made rad games yeah like and, and then they also, battlefield Hardline. and then they also made battlefield Hardline. <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't know like who knows like it now that i think about it like the last game that visceral made that i really enjoyed was dead space 2 yeah so like a lot of time has passed and then maybe visceral is just not kind of the pedigree that it's earned um yeah but it's still a bummer. Like it is a bummer that yeah. like EA so kind of blatantly came out and said like we thought about this. Like when, when they say things like oh we t- we kind of like talked to our fan base. Um, what was the exact words wording that they used? Uh, we have been testing the game's concept with players. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, does EA Our QA like testers didn't shit their pants upon touching the controller? Like, I does that like I didn't get a letter from EA saying, yeah. "Hey, you play our games. You want to talk to us about it? like I wasn't sent a survey. Like, who are these like players that they are testing concepts with? No company operates that way. Like, absolutely no AAA developer brings in randos off the street and says, "Hey, uh, you design our game. What do you like? Yeah. What do you like, Frankie?" <laughs> oh frankie said he doesn't want to play single he like pull, multiplayer games only all right frankie, pulls up the pants a little bit squats yeah. down to frankie's level hey frankie what do you think frankie oh, you no. like that? yeah i like playing call of duty and halo all right man uh we got you frankie no problem yo yo cut ea i mean cut visceral <laughs> cut visceral hey frankie tell me what do you want to grow up to do uh my parents go to the casino a lot. Add loot boxes. Yeah. I got you, Frankie. I got you, Frankie. Anyway, we've been testing the game concept with players. Um, yeah, like... Cut it. Yeah, it's... Whatever. Like, this, is a, this isn't a surprise. This is like the eighth studio in, like, fucking two years that EA has shut down. Yeah. Like... EA doesn't give a shit. They don't give a like <laughs> even yeah. a modicum of a shit. They don't they they, they are the Western Konami. They don't yeah. except they still make games. Like <laughs> but as far as giving shits goes, like EA does not care. They're like, whatever, we're gonna close you down. We're gonna like what how many people are employed there? Six hundred? Whatever. They're all on <laughs> yeah. the street. Because this game is not gonna make us as much money as we want. Never mind, yeah. it's literally the largest property that you could possibly own the license to outside of the fifa license which we also own yeah but like somehow at ea a company that makes almost five billion dollars a year in revenue isn't making enough money um so like yeah and and, and ea like i I don't know where this money's going i mean i know where the money's going but like (laughs) it's going to offshore jamaican accounts but like as far as like employees go like they don't have that many like EA has eight thousand employees worldwide. I don't know the figures. I know they have less than like like I know Ubisoft is employs the most uh employees of any yeah. AAA. Mm-hmm. 
And Ubisoft makes about 1.5 billion euro a year. Mm-hmm. So they're making much less than EA is making, but employing more people. So EA's yeah. got fucking Skrilla. Like, they've got money to spare. <laughs> would you say EA is dirty? I would say they're a cartel. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch the show Narcos mm-hmm. and just replace, like, all the scenes where they're passing around drugs with just fucking copies of, like, 2K18... <laughs> Yeah. Then you basically have made a show about EA. Okay. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to decry, like, the work that some teams at EA do, like Dice and up until now Visceral and long, long ago Maxis. And like, <laughs> like, these teams make good games. Yeah. You know, the FIFA games are solid games. Like, uh, their basketball games suck shit. But, like, mm-hmm. um, but, like, it, it is. At a co- at a human cost, that is like stupefying. Yeah, like these people are making games that you know the consumers are like, thanks EA, and everyone inside is just like in these dark, decrepit like dungeons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I have friends who used to work at EA, and they like describe it as having some of like the worst work culture they've ever been like subjected to. Really? Um, yeah, and like you know not not because of you know who their co-workers were or anything but just like mm-hmm. the way the structure like the hierarchy works yeah. um and like the way that like people would just very uh kind of explicitly from the floor say hey i don't think that's a good idea and ea like management would just shut them down like yeah we won't care like wow. whatever like we're gonna go with the with the fucking focus market tested idea that we've made here so it's just like pristine. walking on eggshells all the time yeah, and then, you know, they do that thing where, like, every once a year, they bring out one indie game. They're mm-hmm. like, we're also working, making an indie game. Look at Yarny. Look at this man crying because we yeah. finally let him out into the sunlight after six months. Make your Yarny game. Everyone's going to go like, oh, EA, oh. you've turned a new leaf. Yeah. What's their new one that's coming up? Um, oh, my gosh. The one with the weird spirit animal. The one with the weird spirit animal. Yeah. Oh, well. It, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's Ubisoft. Are you thinking um, of Wild? No, 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 no. I oh, don't know. man. What is that? Uh, fee? 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 Oh, Fee. That is theirs. Yeah. Fuck, fuck if I know. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Did that yeah. come out? Nah. No? Okay. I could have swore that came out. I just... That's... Okay. Yeah. Weird. Um... The whole the thing that I take out of this is what do they do with Amy Hennig or whatever her name is? Move her to whatever team has taken over this. Uh, I don't think gross. they sacked Amy Hennig. That's I doubt it, but that's gross. Like, no, for sure. It's like, hi, welcome to EA. Like, We're going to give you, you full reins of this story. Yeah. Actually, dial it back because turns out uh, a single player experience is not how we make money. Ah. Uh, uh. I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. Like that that makes me like that makes my stomach upset. It's just like yeah, come over here. We'll, we'll like we'll put you in charge of this studio to make the the thing that you like uh, to leave Naughty Dog to like come to this. Oh my gosh. Right. But I like- can't even imagine. Yeah. Like what she I'm sure like they've been pouring their heart and soul into this thing. And for EA to just be like, yeah, it's not gonna make enough money, guys. Yeah, I mean the 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 fact is, like, let's be for 
one goddamn second responsible. <laughs> okay. And say, like, we don't know the particulars about this game. No. At all. Like, this game could have been fucking in development hell. Yeah. And it could have been could've, dog shit. This could have been something where EA, like, management came in and, like, sincerely thought, like, this is bad. Yeah. Or this is not going to be ready for years. And, like, that is not the cycle we agreed on. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you know, we agreed to a 2019 release and this isn't going to be ready by then. So, like, we need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And shut then, like, down Visceral? Sure. Like, <laughs> and in that case, it was shut down an entire studio. Yeah. Um, I'm not siding with EA here, but I'm saying that, like, let's not say that, like, this was a beautiful, perfect product. Yeah. That, like, everyone was working in and harm. Everyone's in the office shoeless and like holding hands as they go down talking about all their wonderful ideas and implementing them without a a bug in sight (laughs) yeah but like we don't know the actual particulars of this but like the fact is ea thought the solution was to uh shut down a whole studio another major studio like visceral is no small fry like no um yeah and now that studio has gone too like at this point, I'm wondering, like, what studios does EA still own? Like, there's Bioware, and, like, that's going to go if Anthem doesn't sell well. <laughs> like, yeah, Bioware's um, getting sacked. Like, it's it's gotten to a point now where it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's a cartel. Like, you get, you, get, you get drawn in with all this, like, allure of money and autonomy. And, At and some then, point, oops. they're going to have football, football, and Battlefield. Yeah, they like, don't care. No, they don't care. Like, well, it makes so much money. Yeah, they're gonna do the three the things that make money. It's like what makes money. It's like e- esports and fucking broadcasting and uh, loot boxes and like okay, let's follow all those models to the letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at like their mobile offerings. EA makes a shitload of mobile games. They're yeah. all bad. They're all timing based, like exploitative, uh, like uh, Skinner boxes. Yeah, but. You know, like, that's what people play. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. people like opening their phone app and being like, oh, I made a million dollars last night. Let me reinvest it into my managers. Yeah. Um, oh, well. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Got? Let's move on to uh, just even worse news. Uh, this is uh, like, this is a real trial here, man. Yeah. We're running a real gauntlet of shit news this week. Um. These stories are related, so we will kind. Of, I will uh, say both of them and then kind of give a primer on both. Okay. Um. So Naughty Dog and Sony uh, are kind of in hot water. Um. To that, putting it very mildly, um, over a uh, sexual harassment uh, allegation that was made towards them. Mm-hmm. Um. And then not five days later. Um, NeoGAF, the popular video game forum, um, the owner of NeoGAF was also called out for, uh, sexual harassment allegations, Mm -hmm. um, and that caused that site to shut down, um, over the weekend. It's back up now. Mm -hmm. So here are the sequence of events. Um, so... Reader, readers, I always call our listeners readers. That's fine. Um, <laughs> readers of the KaidoCast. They can be what uh, they want. They're oral readers. Um, yes. So basically, uh, in the last few weeks, uh, there's been a lot of uh, 
basically the news has been dominated by uh, women coming out and basically calling out uh, either their harassers or saying that they have been involved in some capacity in uh, sexual harassment, whether it's them being harassed, whether they've been assaulted. Uh, the hashtag that went around was Me Too, where basically uh, women were going uh, sharing their stories, uh, however much they want to share, and said, like, I've also been a victim of uh, sexual assault or harassment or... I am still a victim of that, or I have experienced it frequently. Like, uh, everyone had a different story, but the consensus was basically that almost every woman has experienced to some degree uh, sexual assault or harassment. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, because of this, like, this has been popping up in the game industry as well. Um, so, someone at Naughty Dog uh, basically said, I was also harassed. Uh, in my time there by my direct manager um, or supervisor. Mm -hmm. um, they said that it went on for a while to the point where uh, the person in question had a mental breakdown in, I believe, February of 2016. Um, they had a breakdown at, the, at Naughty Dog, like in the office, um, which was, I believe, confirmed by other sources from Naughty Dog. Like, yes, this person did have a breakdown. Uh, that person went to HR and said, I am being harassed by my superior. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they were also on a call with Sony uh, following just, I think it was just like, why did this person have a breakdown? Um, yeah. They explained it was because of uh, harassment in the office and perhaps outside. Um, and they were fired the next day. And so, and according yeah. to this person's tweet, they haven't been employed in 17 months, basically since they were fired from Naughty Dog. Uh, Naughty Dog and Sony kind of jointly put out a statement in like on a Sunday, basically whenever they thought people weren't going to read it, um, trying to shut this down, saying, we weren't aware of this. Um, we had no idea this happened. Um, basically trying to skirt the mea culpa under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, and have kind of been quiet about it since. Um, and then Naughty Dog employments were uh, employments uh, employees were uh, contacted by Kotaku directly, and an, a lot of anonymous sources said like, "Oh, th we don't have uh, a, that kind of culture here. Mm -hmm. uh, not uh, not a culture of sexual harassment, but a culture where things are kind of hidden, yeah, um, and not out in the open." Can I just interject like, for a second? Yeah. Um, just with a few more like details uh the person in question is uh, in question the person that came out about all the sexual harassment stuff um his name is dave ballard yes he was an ex-environmental artist yes uh and he was also offered twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand i think it was twenty thousand right uh dollars to not say anything about it and i believe he rejected uh the yeah. offer he did reject the offer, um, and yeah, he was uh, asked by Sony, I believe, uh, like, don't report this, don't bring this to anyone, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, he rejected it, and, you know, obviously did not right away talk about his experience. Yeah. Like, it wasn't until only a few weeks ago, um, or this recently, that uh, he came out and talked about this, mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it's... Uh, I guess we can move on to NeoGAF before we start talking about this more broadly. Okay. Um, 
So the owner of NeoGAF is some jabroni. What the fuck is his name? Um, Go on, Malka. I'll find it. <laughs> it's something Malka. What's his first name? Let me look at the front of this. I Tyler Malka. Tyler Malka. Um, Tyler Malka was also called out um, by someone. I forgot the relationship. I, perhaps a moderator or someone called them out on uh, their Facebook again while these Me Too postings were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically uh, said that he like advanced, like made sexual advances on her. Um, he denied it and then kind of victim blamed and uh, yeah like overall it was a, a really shitty like um, response by Tyler Malka uh, again who runs NeoGAF um, yeah. and this isn't the first time he has been uh, accused of sexual misconduct um, he was also I have a direct quote from here which is like fucking like bone chilling on how out of touch it is Mm -hmm. but in 2012 uh he was called out for sexual misconduct and his response was uh this is just an excerpt um he says at one point in a bar a girl who didn't speak any english came up to me and started flirting heavily then went straight into me asking her to asking me to buy her a drink as exalka translated i don't know what that is uh, when I didn't know what the hell was going on, I laughed because drinks here were all of two euros, but consented and then grabbed her ass hard to let her know that I wasn't being taken advantage of, and she thought better of treating me as a mark and left without taking her drink. Like, mm. this guy just thought, like, his reaction to someone, like, asking him to buy her a drink was, I am being taken advantage of, even though he admits that they were two euros. Mm-hmm. And so his response was to, like, basically assault her, like, grab yeah. her ass without uh, any invitation, any like, anything, any consent, like, just grabbed her ass. Uh, and then he said he did that to basically assert his dominance over her and, like, say he wasn't going to be made a victim or be taken advantage of. Um, yeah. So... Uh, it's been it's been kind of known for a while that this guy is like an asshole, um, and then you know these most recent uh, allegations have basically destroyed NeoGAF. Yeah. So uh, NeoGAF last weekend went offline. It like completely went offline. You could not access NeoGAF. Yeah. Um, all of the moderators on NeoGAF, or I want to say almost all of the moderators, quit. Um, they were not on board with this dude anymore. Um, and so NeoGAF came back. The anonym, the uh, moderators have been made anonymous. So like whoever volunteered to moderate the site now are clearly okay with this guy's shitty allegations, but like their identities are being protected. So like they don't have to associate yeah. themselves with basically someone who's accused of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like uh, now NeoGAF, like which was once a kind of a huge community, like like NeoGAF literally like at any time you would go on it would have tens of thousands of active people. Yeah. Like online discussing things like I think you know they had a few hundred thousand uh official accounts. And like and it's not easy to start a NeoGAF account. You have to be invited and like kind of vetted and wait like 
almost half a year before you actually get your invite. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like it's not easy to start a NeoGAF account. Um, and, you know, it became this like really popular hub for, you know, sharing industry stories and, uh, you know, leaks and all this shit. Like people like NeoGAF was Reddit before Reddit for video yeah. games. Um, but, uh, yeah, now like after this most recent, uh, what's it called? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying, I, I'm purposefully just, uh, not repeating like the worst details from these stories mm-hmm. uh more out of sensitivity for the victims um than trying to protect like the uh the abusers like because like this shit is just like awful and like it's yeah these are uh these are difficult to talk about because these aren't i mean these are public stories these are news at this point yeah uh but they're still not really our stories like you know the, the person who came out against tyler malka like actually like delete deleted or or made private her facebook uh post mm-hmm. um because i don't believe I, I believe she was sharing her story just to share her story not for it to become a giant like uh industry-wide controversy yeah um just to say like hey i've also been a victim of sexual assault um and like well it's also hard to like share their stories because like like imagine what is going through like their mind like imagine how hard it is for for them to share that story and to just like kind of yell like everybody yell it out at the rest of the world like i'm sure like that's not really what they wanted Mm -hmm. i don't know like yeah no like it's not cool no, these are like it, like on the you know on the one hand like it's not surprising it's not surprising that like there are shitbags in this industry who because of their power or like their perceived power take advantage of people. I, I mean, mm-hmm. like how long ago was uh the Nick Robinson thing? Like, oh yeah, yeah, like that was not even that many that, months that ago. Was, yeah, I was that was this year. That was like summertime. That was this year. That was like the summertime mm-hmm. uh, where Nick Robinson's booted from Polygon uh, because of sliding into people's DMs. And uh, yeah, like it, it is a it is a systemic thing at this point. Like, I think that was the point of the Me Too campaign. Wasn't like, hey, it, it wasn't like, hey, let's let's specifically target uh like individual offenders it was like hey let's take a look back and why in society is this so prevalent why are there so many men who think it is okay to basically thrust themselves upon uh women who haven't consented to that kind of uh uh approach Mm -hmm. um and so like that is kind of the takeaway from this is kind of looking back and going like what 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 uh facilitates this what uh exacerbates it like, what is it about what uh, society or this specific industry or the relationship between uh, men and women in the in a workspace? Like, wh- what is the thing that is making it so that there are, there is this is going on all the time and no one talks about it? Like, yeah. or no one feels comfortable coming out with it? Like, because uh, it's it's like everyone you know you go to any HR 
training will say like sexual harassment in the office and like yeah. who you should go to and then like but even though like we all have this kind of token training about this and uh in the back of our minds we all think like oh yeah there's a no-brainer like uh if someone's being harassed like they'll speak up or someone will speak up on their behalf mm-hmm. when the reality is like this is going on all the time and no one is speaking up um you know, it's one of those things where it's like, why? Like, why do people feel like they don't, they're not empowered to speak out against the, like, predators, basically? Like, uh, what makes these predators, like, feel like they have the ability to kind of do that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, like, and, and, like, it's really, I mean, like, it's it's in the news now because of the Harvey Weinstein shit and, like, all of the the women that were attacked by Harvey Weinstein coming out basically simultaneously, mm-hmm. um, and basically like Harvey Weinstein and that whole f- like like that entire studio of people basically like uh, are not going to be able to work in Hollywood anymore. Yeah, um, which is like you know this just like this asinine cover up like that's been going on for decades. Uh, but it's like not uh. Like, it hasn't been in, like, the gaming industry. Like, you know, things like feminist frequency are around because this shit happens all the time. And, like, when people are like, oh, yeah, I don't like Anita Sarkeesian. She fucking over-exaggerates. Or it's just, like, she's, the, like, literally, like, the sole voice of people who are trying to shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. And everyone goes, like, oh, no, why would you believe her? It's one voice. And then, like, here's, like, hundreds of voices coming out. And people are like, mm, I, don't, I still don't, like, it's, it, it's really... I think we have to like get past the discomfort that uh, we feel when we talk about this shit and like start to address it in however we can. And like that, depending on who you are, you have uh, more or less agency on what the actual power you have over this stuff. So if you were like Sony and Mm -hmm. someone from uh, Naughty Dog is accused of sexual misconduct, you absolutely have the power to go like, all right, well, there's going to be a investigation into this shit and we're going to see like how this happened how it was allowed to happen like we're going to make sure that like uh, the victim uh is like feels safe and they feel like they can either return to work um or if they have to leave that like we make their uh departure comfortable and like that's not what happened at all what happened was the shit was covered up they were given like a gag order they were bribed basically Mm-hmm. Um, and then this shit was swept under the carpet. No one heard about it. Uh, even the people at Naughty Dog who saw this person like uh, visibly have a breakdown, and no one thought to go like, hmm, I wonder if it has to do with their superior. Yeah. Like, uh, and I mean, like you know, a, a big reason is like people can't afford to lose their jobs, so they go like, I'll just take this harassment, uh, and that shit's messed up. Like, yeah, it's real messed up. Yeah. Um. What do you think about it, Zach? I feel like Dude. I've been preachy for like four weeks in a row. So <laughs> it's I don't it it's just, it blows my mind. Like yep. you know, I think about this and I think about when I was like like I as a kid, I was not the most like I was not the coolest kid in middle school and stuff. And it's like I think about this and I think about when I used to be like heavily bullied, like actively like picked on and like coming home and not telling my parents and stuff like not like seriously not until probably like a month ago did my dad even know that I was like 
like I, I was bullied like super heavily like pushed around and like made fun of and and like I, like I, I like it, it was definitely a product of my situation um like at the time but like I think about how I felt in that and like and how I didn't want to talk to anybody about like being bullied because it's it's like embarrassing like I I can I can kind of understand like that it's it's definitely not on the level of like sexual harassment but like at the time for me it was a like big deal and it, it affected me and like did I have like breakdowns yes like mm-hmm. it it's not fun like and I I think like now looking back on that like should any kid have to go through like that kind of harassment every day? No. But like, I look back at that and think like, I'm a better person for that. And like, I, I, I like, although it sucked at the time, like getting that out. And like, like I said, telling my parents, like not even that long ago about it, it was like a weight lifted off my chest and off my shoulders. And uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it sucks. It's not, it's not cool. And it, it's, it's terrible that it is that widespread. Right. Yeah, no, this is like, there's no mincing words here. Like this is a really dark thing, mm-hmm. especially like reading the details of, uh, especially like the stuff with Malka where there are more details about this. Mm-hmm. Um, who yeah like it this stuff is like gut churning uh it it is like it it's inconceivable that this shit happens uh with like no more than a slap on the wrist yeah or 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 what happens like in naughty dog where the victim is the one who is suffering and is also the one that loses their job yeah like um and that there isn't like the solidarity there for, uh, for like f- amongst coworkers. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like I felt like if some if I found out that like someone that I work with, uh, experiences this, like I would do everything in my power to say like all of us need to walk out. Like yeah. we need to get the fuck out of this office and make it very clear that like we're not coming back to work at this place until like the fucking due diligence is done yeah like um and obviously like there are there are like uh there are complications with that like i've never been the victim of sexual assault i can like Mm -hmm. not talk to this like uh with any kind of authority and like you can't tell someone like hey if something happens to you just speak up about it because like you don't know what they're going through Mm -hmm. um you know, like a lot of people say that they're like, you know, when they're again, the Nick Robinson thing, when uh, when, pe- when people were like, oh, we need to see the receipts. We need to see like what Nick Robinson said and what the other person said. And we need to verify like who here is telling the truth or if there's any like level of fabrication to the story. Like yeah. the idea that like people cannot just hear someone say like, hey, I was assaulted and not believe them. Yeah. And like. Or I feel like, like the, that's one of those situations where it's like act now, think later. Like, right? Like, make sure something is done, and then figure out the specifications. Like, 
afterwards. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Polygon, for the most part, handled it. They were just like, hey, you're not going to hear from Nick. Like, we're not allowing him to tweet on behalf of Polygon. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and we're going to have an internal investigation. And, you know, like, within, like, four days, they're like, yeah, it doesn't work here anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, like, that was sensitive to uh, the the victims. Like, it did not uh, kind of feed the media circus with details. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, does it make... Uh, does it like lessen? Does it salve over like the the wounds of the victim? Like, who knows? Like again, who knows? It's like one of those things where it's just like it, it's like the criminal justice system. It's like, oh yeah, we should punish people for like bringing harm to other people, and it's just like that doesn't make the harm that was done like sting any less. Like it's a punitive measure, mm-hmm. but it's not like like it's not a fucking eighties movie where it's just like I need to exact revenge, and then everything will be okay. Yeah like this weird just desserts mentality that we have so like i don't know like this the the thing is like we have to just kind of like look at it systemically and say how do we take it out so like there are, you know there are plenty of ways to do that it's just like elevate women's voices yeah like stop putting them stop having it so that like literally over half of our population has to feel like they're subjugated by like the other half mm-hmm. um because of something fucking as arbitrary as like their sex yeah um and you know that that like that extends as everything it's just like making sex super binary also does that so like you know treating like oh yeah we're having a girl so we're giving her dresses and shit it's just like you don't know what she likes it's a baby like Mm -hmm. you're just putting her in already like this kind of like the pre uh like this prescribed kind of uh model of how a girl should be raised or how a boy should be raised Mm -hmm. and it's just like not actually letting like the kid explore and uh figure these out these things out for themselves like um it's really ingrained in our culture and it's like it's everywhere and it's one of those things where like you just have to be active so like if someone when someone's just like come on pussy like it's on the you to go like hey how about don't say pussy like you piece of shit yeah like how about like you use any fucking other curse word you goddamn animal but like um people just have to like it always comes back to like this power dynamic right uh that's really fucking entrenched like it's super entrenched in like society it's not just like an american thing this is this spreads across the globe yeah like sexism is everywhere and it is fucking deep and it is hard to get out of things and like it's hard to like you know the cognitive dissonance there was just like you know kids are raised like yeah like you have to respect women uh as much as you would respect men and it's just like but then over here there's a fucking budweiser commercial where it's like look at these sexy women yeah and look at these guys checking them and just like objectifying (laughs) like like how hard is it to make a fucking commercial for beer that like that's not the focal point yeah or it's just like i don't know the last time i like bought a beer because i was horny it's just like yeah i just want a beer (laughs) yeah I want a beer. I'm, I'm alone by my house. There's no women here. Like <laughs> no women. And please stay away. Oh, like you want to see me right now? Yeah, it's just like. Oh, you mean right now? <laughs> right now, I'm alone in the dark. Oh, good. Just with. I'm just with you. Okay. Um, That's how it should and be. Whoever ke- whoever keeps walking by my window. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. like the last thing that I want to say, um, like yeah. on on this, is just like 
I can't imagine like just the helplessness, especially of uh, the Dave. Oh, what was his last name? Ballard. Uh, like, like he said, having a, a breakdown in the middle of your office and it sounds like nobody even like came to comfort him or ask him what was wrong. And it's like, everybody's saying, Oh, I don't see that. It must not be happening. Like, he just he must feel helpless and it's like sony after he comes comes to them saying like hey can you do something about them this like them just saying uh how about you just don't talk about it it's like you are alone in this like nobody's there to help you not even the people who you were told that would help you in this situation are are helping you like no yeah uh, because like at the end of the day and again this is like why i'm always gonna kind of like like, you shouldn't have to take to Twitter for this. No. Like, and get millions of people talking about it. Like, this, it should not, ah. But, like, at the same time, like, we have to because, like, we're against uh, companies that care about their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that Sony was thinking about at that time. They're just like, all right, we have someone here who was sexually assaulted, and that's going to be a bad look for us. So how do we handle this in a way where that will lose the company the least amount of money and will be like the best PR thing and like uh and they went with whatever the fuck they did which was nothing sweep basically it, <laughs> sweep is, it yeah, under the rug and tell the rug is bumpy. Yeah, hide it and pray that Trump does something stupid so everyone's attention turns the other way. Yeah. Um and then meanwhile like this shit continues like yeah, like it's all this is is like people have to stand together on this shit and mm-hmm. and like in a sincere way like in a way that is uncomfortable sometimes like it's very easy when you see someone like harassing someone um even if they in their mind think they're being playful or cute or whatever it, it's very easy to kind of ignore that and be like that's not about me and i don't need to get involved and uh but like we have to start having a culture where like that shit is called out and like say like hey like the fuck are you doing yeah like and you know it's, it's it's like unfortunately like that has to come from like other with men it has to come from other men like like it has to be like if you're with a group of buddies and they're like being real fucking gross and making shit like shitty sexist or racist or whatever jokes like even if it's just you and like whatever the offended parties are not around you have to be like mm-hmm. yeah that's not fucking funny like i have to fucking remind like friends of mine about that like not so much anymore, but these were more like friends from back home, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little bit more conservative. Um, I have to remind him, like, hey, like, it's not fucking funny to make racist jokes. Like, in any, like, it, and if that is your fucking rubric of, like, things that are funny, mm-hmm. like, if you can't, like, if Daniel Tosh to you is finally, like, the fucking, like, top tier comedian, yeah, then, like, that's a real bummer. That's a real, like, lack of imagination and empathy that you have going on dude that you can't for a second kind of stand in someone else's shoes and be like this is really shitty and this is like reinforcing really bad uh uh, mentalities that like are really entrenched you should live in oklahoma for a little bit should i Mm. just go around (laughs) uh it's bad yeah no it's bad it's bad everywhere like it's not like it doesn't exist over here like it exists a lot it exists Mm -hmm. in different ways like like San Francisco acts like it's this fucking bastion of like progressive thought 
but San Francisco doesn't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> like yeah. San Francisco is all about protecting its like land, uh, it, its uh, landowners and like its uh, landlords. I should I meant and uh, just anyone with cash basically yeah. is the protected class here. Everyone else can fuck right off. Like yeah. that's how the city is. Like it's not great. Like and there are no kids. Yeah, like tech is notorious for being like really shitty uh, against people of color and women. Mm-hmm. like and tech is like no not us look at our fucking and then you know they, they point to like the one token person that like yeah shows that they're a woke company uh, yeah. can we uh let's do it uh, let's, let's just let's, yeah. let's move on <laughs> let's move on let's move on like look we don't want to i don't want to have to like talk about these stories but yeah. sometimes our industry is shitty yeah and by sometimes i mean uh every tuesday <laughs> every tuesday <laughs> any given tuesday yeah uh, let's have some uh let's have a palate cleansing small news yeah it's it's small it's some small small news but it it will help it's a, uh, it's you're... a little mint on our stinky dinner mm, what's this okay what's the stuff that comes with like sushi that's uh, supposed to be a palate cleanser wasabi or ginger I think it's ginger. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. Oh, ginger's great. Uh, I ate some of it one time. I was like, mm, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here's our ginger. All right. Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Shin. Wow. You say it. You take this one. Okay. Shin Megami Tensei Five was. Isn't that Persona? No, it is not Persona. It is a like the core series, Atlas's core RPG series about demons fighting against angels. The fifth mm. iteration of that series is coming to Switch. It is a Switch exclusive. Grab it and take it where you want. <laughs> Perfect. Good. You want me to read the rest of the small news? Yeah, you awesome. take it. Cool. Okay, I got the whole. I got the whole bag. Yes. Uh, Monument Valley team is making a new IP called Florence. Florence Illusions. Florence Nightingale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo just updated their Switch. The Switch 4.0 update uh, gives players uh, the capacity to record 30-second clips. Um, also gives them wireless headset support. Uh, it probably does a lot of other neat things, but those are the two things I remember. Mm. And game GameCube controller support. Oh, yeah. So now you have quick 30-second <laughs> clips of Super Smash Bros. For sure. I mean, that's that's hot shit. That's all you need. Hot shit. Yeah. That's going to do it. That is going to do it. For uh, Tuesday, October 24th, 2017. This is episode 20 of the Kaido cast. I made it to 20, damn. Dude, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of weeks. Yeah, I know. It's nothing it's, to slouch at. Podcasting is hard. It is hard. It's hard to schedule this thing. It's okay. Ah. Full disclosure, listener. Uh, we have Readers. to schedule this thing across three different time zones. Yeah. And Well, when Rob's not here too, but Rob will be coming back at some point. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. New features. He will be even more Pennsylvanian. He has a new laugh. Oh, <laughs> laugh 4.0. But you'll have to tune in to hear it. Yeah. It's wireless now and it records 30 second clips. Perfect. All right. 
Um, I, uh, I, I, I want to mention um, that we still take emails. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, we still take emails. Uh, it, I don't know. It, uh, our RSS feed had kind of blown up for the past few weeks. Um, it looked like a lot of people were starting to tune in, and I just wanted to reiterate that we do take emails. And also, if you tweet at KaidoCast on Twitter, I can also take questions from there. Uh, there's a questions section in the contact us portion of the website. And you can send that stuff there, and you'll get a nice little uh, thank you from me. And that's going to do it. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, Dave. I'm Zach Thomas. I'm Carbo Dave. See you, buddy. Take care.